0: Hi everybody, welcome to our full album review of Royster59's The Allegory. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. This is the Head, Headspace podcast, the show where we break down new hip-hop albums, track by track, giving y'all our thoughts and opinions on every single song. A great example of what we do is talk about albums like royce the five nines the allegory and we'll be uh sharing our thoughts with it keeping in mind everybody this album came out yesterday based on our time of recording so we did our best with what we could um we care a lot about your feedback your comments your ideas and thoughts so feel free to leave a comment down there for us because well we'll interact with y'all we'll talk and hear what you think On that note, though, it's going to be a long one, so we're going to get into it real quick. Special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamse, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, and Scribble. And we'll touch on that at the end of the episode. In the meantime, Mr. Christopher, what album are we going to be breaking down today?
1: So for this week's Headspace album, we went with Royce (laughs) Da 5'9's new
0: project, The Allegory and uh you may have noticed there's been less headspace podcast that's because i've been doing a couple of little things on the sides and chris chris will be running that by himself but how could you miss royce the five nines new project after a book Orion? like book Ryan yeah. fucking was a contender to steal the show of one of the greatest projects that dropped in 2017 i think it was maybe 18 whenever it dropped it was fire um and then i saw this came out and so i i kind of sacked all my free time and, and rearranged the schedule a little, little bit and here we are talking about royce this is the part of the show where we like to break down our familiarity with uh, the artists we're talking about because we felt it was fair to you some of y'all gonna be royce fans from 2018 like- Fair enough. From like way, way back in the day, some of y'all are gonna be new Royce fans, and so it's good to just kind of let you know where we're at as we go into this album. So, Mr. Christopher, why don't you tell us where you're at in your Royce 5'9 fandom?
1: Um, I respect Royce 59 I highly put. I I acknowledge where he is in the rap game, what he's part of for like what he what he represents for the culture, the way that he can manipulate words and just really do his thing the 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 issue is though is that it's just i don't i don't really bump royce like that like i'm not waking up and playing Royce to five nine i'm not really like i have just other taste in music but i do know you know he's part of he used to be part of like slaughterhouse and he runs with eminem and they that whole super group of lyricists plus i've also like of course uh, if you've watched the show before you know i listen to the joe budden podcast every time so i've heard the interview with um royce and everything so i like i know who he is it's it's not like i'm unknown to that name so i know what he can bring to the table and what he's just capable of
0: fair enough um i kn- I, for me, it was like way back on Slim Shady LP, there's Bad Mace Evil, right? And that track was interesting to me because as I, like you know, think about the past more, I realized, I remember having conversations somewhere in the 2000, you know, 10-ish range when I realized how good Royce really was on that track. Like, if I were to go back and review that album again, which I'm not going to do because I already did it. Um, I would say Roy smoked Eminem on that freaking uh project. Uh that track, sorry, not the album, but like that track in particular, like Which when one? you Bad Meets Evil, like oh, the this track is what Bad happens with Bad Meets Evil. Right. You okay, to hit, yeah. hit the trees like in that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when I listen to it now, I'm like Eminem sounds like Eminem and like a younger me was like yeah shady but when I listen to Royce I'm like yo he's tight like he's tighter than Eminem is on that track like and then it it just made me wonder like where Royce would be today if he hadn't beat with d12 and all of that anyway I also listened to the bad meets evil album today because guess what we're gonna review that because get royce drops an album people have been asking for bad meets evil seems like a great weekend to just capitalize on that um timing we'll call it uh so it's interesting just to like just to understand i guess how good royce really is because when i when I, even when we talked about Book Orion, like i don't think i fully appreciated his talent set or why like at, a, at the rhythm levels that he, he delivers or the way he raps like i've come to to fully not fully but with a have a greater appreciation for just the poetry and the wordplay and the the lyricism that the more top tier lyricists bring to the table like as an example I've kind of moved into thinking a guy like Black Dots a little more interesting than say a younger me would have, just due to the nature of of my lack of understanding. So it's not just like the wordplay; it's also like the concepts, like.
1: But it also it kind of also sounds to me like they also have a specific target. Like you keep saying, or at least I keep hearing, you know, as a younger you, you wouldn't
0: really enjoy this. So the older that's you, you're kind of kind of like, where I was gonna get to. Right. I read a lot of fucking books in the last two years. Yes, you have. On the still on that. <laughs> Everything in this thing, that's twenty twenty. I have fucking cleared fifteen books in twenty twenty and we is in February. I am going to hit sixty books this year. So when I think I'm about <laughs> some of the concepts that like he's coming from, I find myself getting them quicker, understanding them faster, and it makes me appreciate a guy like Royce more than when maybe I didn't understand where he was coming from as well with some of the ideas he brings to the table, I would have just, the effort that went into trying to bridge that gap is harder, which is why I think, like, Royce sounds, we'll get to it on the first track, but, like, when I heard Mr. Grace, I was like, Royce a geek. Like, straight up, like, he's a, to me, I picture him moving, that's why I put a freaking book in the thumbnail of this video, because I just picture Royce reading books and shit. And but it, like, so, in, a, in the best possible way Like it makes me respect first, him
1: It's not the first time I've heard somebody say that Like I've heard Royce himself Be like I'm a geek I've heard know, Eminem but, talk about like it, like it
0: just didn't like click how like Fucking smart Royce the five Nine is And then when I was listening to him today I'm like oh wow it's maybe it's because i've gotten a little bit smarter through my like reading quest and i'm not trying to attribute it to some anything else but if you read like 50 60 books in about a two year span you will just empirically be smarter than you were before you read those books i promise there's no ifs ands or buts about it science agrees with that shit so it's true the the, the, uh, there's like studies on how like Reading books. Oh no, I don't. I don't question like, it. I,
1: I believe it. Anyway. I'm just saying, like science, pro- like just
0: science proves that shit. And I'm like. <laughs> Fact, like just stamp of approval. In my opinion, humble opinion. It's not that humble. Uh so I was just like enthralled. And I guess it made me like eight times more excited for this album. It also made me want to go and re-listen to booker ryan Cause outside of that song where he's bouncing the basketball uh in front of the corner store, I and and cocaine. Cocaine's fucking a heartbreaker. I haven't listened to that much of it, but I realized that I, I did try pre pre rhyme but when i first tried it i don't think i was advanced enough in my understanding of great hip hop lyricism like i feel like there are levels to how how you can appreciate it like there is some beginner rap and then there's some like expert level where like you really have to appreciate the technical grace and nuances of what this artist is like you like without understanding like the deeper levels of the art you can't get the choices to see why they're dope you know Mm -hmm. like there's just like it's like i feel like every time i i I understand a level of of rhythm and flow like you find out there's just five deeper levels to it and you think you're good or you think you understand it and then guys like royce just fuck shit up and you're like yeah i i see you're a master sir and I i would like to say that like if you were to he calls himself to go to a couple of times oh we're gonna get into the album okay this is the show we talk a lot uh but like basically i see him as a guy who might be like a more interesting mc than eminem however it's hard for me to not like you because we have now this royce album the allegory which i feel like it made me feel in a very different more succinct way but where I'm going with this is I was watching the first nine minutes of his video uh, interview with Adam 22 before turn. Bonnie showed up and said, turn this off. You must pay attention to me. That sh- that's really what happened. But in those nine minutes, he commented on how he wrote book Orion and, that's it. That's the personal album. Q Tip or somebody had suggested that he he rap about like different things. And he said, Book Orion is it. It's done. I'm moving on to a new album, a new project, the allegory, you know? Right. And then when that's done, I'm going to move on to the next one. And then I realized as much as I think Music to be Murdered by is like the third best Eminem album I've ever heard, all the Eminem albums are kind of similar in a way that. Royce to nine if you just look at the 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 the, the versatility between p rhyme pre rhyme pre, I don't know how to say that shit. Uh Book Orion the allegory is so like vibrantly so different. But I think it's p rhyme I might be wrong. They'll tell us in the comments at this point cuz I'm I'm like killing that point. Um there's just the versatility I've heard in terms of the focus for Royce and and the way Adam 22 put it it's like each album kudos to adam 22 that dude is dope he's inspirational to me um but like royce creates like a different standard of success for each project whereas eminem has one standard for success Puns for days rhythms for days like it's just the eminem effect but
1: like okay and then i'm gonna argue and then I'm, i'm gonna argue revival right and say
0: that still eminem
1: Which I understand Eminem, but the whole album overall felt a little bit more like it had a father vibe, mature vibe, trying to be this. But it wasn't. Let me reframe
0: it. How many Eminem albums are not about Eminem? Okay, wait, what? How many Eminem albums have nothing to do with Eminem? What I mean is, how many of these tracks are not him in some way or another? Like.
1: Okay, okay. No, I see you.
0: Across his whole career. Yeah, certainly has the violiny bar shit. Okay, fine. He has like four or five core concepts of songs right. that he will... I'm not trying to limit for the record, because this is the part where I get yelled at in the comments. Eminem is an extremely talented lyricist who I admire and respect. I spent like two weeks trying to memorize Godzilla. I haven't fully got it yet. So trust me, I can appreciate how fucking incredibly talented Eminem is. Of course. I think Royce to Five Nine in today having these two albums side by side it has a more interesting album that's harder to listen to it it requires more effort you have to really think to appreciate could that be because uh, because like eminem's album once you get it cats out the bag
1: no but could it be because look at what i what i think about is look at some content structure look at some certain things right so royce speaks about the atmosphere the environment You know, oppression, racism, blah blah blah. Eminem relevant
0: topics for a a modern political culture for his people.
1: Right. How could Eminem address that? And I don't want to make this a race thing, but
0: being white. I don't know. Rap about billionaires being evil in a not comical way. I like I don't I don't really know. I can't tell you how Eminem could do better, because the truth of the matter is, Eminem's broken every record. Eminem's done all the things, and to have a conversation like this probably invokes the wrath of a couple of stands, therefore disliking. Even though I recorded literally four hours of gushing over music to be murdered by, that would be overlooked, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. However it's still another album that he ta- so eminem's move is to take really complicated themes and double entendre them against his life or right. to be really extreme but it's really always always a focus on like just how good he can write but in a way where sometimes i do feel joe budden has a real point with the lyrical miracle lyrical you know like it, it's, right. it's a fair meme because as a person who just kind of speaks with complex language and it pisses everyone i know off thinks i'm a know-it-all type shit it's like you can tell when people is just writing shit and don't get me wrong i love what eminem does because i'm a fucking language geek it really is but i just think rice feels more like relevant and interesting to me in the way that Roy- it feels like Royce stands for something eminem is just like the champion but Royce is like an icon, a cultural icon in the making.
1: But again, and and I think, and just because I feel like I want to defend Royce on this, or just defend this topic, I think it's because Eminem couldn't. It's I feel like it's hard for Eminem to be able to stand for something. or at least it's hard for me to see Eminem standing for something. Well, that you couldn't I, really believe he may have went or, or went through like, what not. Like, yes, he grew up in can, certain aspects or shit. And you can
0: argue that he, he, like, he wants better, he fights for addiction or the gun violence on darkness. But, right. like, what easy topics. <laughs> like, honestly, anybody could write a song about gun violence and show their political affiliation for better regulation. Because, like, 85% of Americans want that so pretty much everybody wants that it's not a bold topic it's just like who are you preaching to on that one whereas i feel like royce throughout his allegory here as we'll get into it shortly uh really is trying to use this album as a vessel to be an educational tool for people to live better by
1: i agree while with flossing that. i agree
0: with that and i feel like book orion was again so, in a similar vein so what i'm
1: hearing is in a in a in, in sort of a way it's like eminem might be the champion in terms of like
0: literally champion eminem could murk me toe for toe people i know it
1: but like rapper mc that but when it comes to like what you're gonna take away from an album you're you're you may get more from
0: royce let's say i respect uh what's his fucking name ryan montgomery a lot more than i respect the man that is marshall bruce mathers the I, I admire the entity known as Eminem. All right, you've proven your point that you're like a high, hyper fan, but what? Who well, is who? Marshall Bruce Mathers the Third. You don't oh. know who that is? Is that M? Dude. Ryan Montgomery. The Book of Ryan. Oh, shit. I was just okay, using I... their government names to exemplify the point that, like, as a man, I think I respect Royce to Five Nine as, like, a guy I look up to. Like... He's he's almost becoming almost like a it's gonna sound lame a little bit like a hero because I listen to the way he spits it and it motivates me to try to live life in the purest way I can. Okay. Whereas Eminem, I see that. if I wanted to be like Eminem, I could be like venom I'm not trying to be like a shit and go back like that, but I could write some repulsively offensive shit for shock value and I could probably write a bunch of double entendres that are just loosely impressive. But I suppose once you get through it, like you know you know what song off of music to be murdered by it stuck with me the most is fucking farewell like his most least flossy song that's really just a good vibe and about addiction and i felt it like i really felt it i mean i enjoyed little engine but but really like seven times 20 times later is it as good or is it just kind of like catchy i'll agree it's catchy i'll agree it's ca- but go put I, on farewell think- again and tell me that song is a pack of feeling
1: think it's per i think it comes down to perspective uh, not perspective but like what you just enjoy because like maybe farewell is a really great song but if if i'll admit for me i don't i think i may have to be like in a mood to listen to that when with little engine it's just more in my rotation or something like i just have that preference to listen to that hyped up more energetic type song
0: yeah, I get that. Like, if I want to go jump, I'm going to put on a little engine. But I think that 10 years from now, there's a lot of songs that are going to make me jump. But songs that really make me feel are harder to come by. And that's where I think it's more impressive. Because, anyway, I think uh, this is going to be a long ass fucking episode as we're going. So, the album's called The Allegory. And the cover has a dollar bill that looks like it's a little bit burnt up. The United and the United States of America is crossed out. So, it's just. The States of America
1: but I also want to say that the dollar bill is also kind of cartoonish kind of making this rep, like this symbolic representation of like fakeness yeah uh not really super real superficial a little bit because even the uh, I guess it's George Washington if I'm not mistaken I think so right um he he doesn't look like the detailed version of a dollar bill or whatever whatever
0: bill he's on um he looks more like a Simpsons character actually I think it looks like a farce which is kind of I think the point. Like, it it's this album's clearly a little bit satirical. I'd rather talk about the full meaning of the allegory and what like an allegory is when we get to that skit. But I mean the title to me, it's just cool. You look at this dollar bill and you look at something called the allegory and you instantly know that this album is going to be a journey and a message about, I guess, life in the States. Like, it's pretty Mm -hmm. fucking stark on to the point. Right. Enough, like you said, cartoonish detail and whatnot to kind of invoke a sense that this is not a pro-America album. It is a commentary on America. Mm -hmm. And the focus on capitalism and the drive, like, just, you know where he's coming from right away, that this systemic bullshit is a problem and let's talk about it, which I really just think is awesome because i have this idea of how change works and maybe i'm wrong but the thing that inspires me a lot is just how art in like the italian renaissance like four or five hundred years ago was kind of like used to effectively call the monopolistic hold religious types and monarchs had on the progress of science so this is where like flat earthing becomes globing and things like that just to give context and a lot of it was art challenging the conventions of modern society via satirical parody and things like that. And seeing this in hip hop right now feels like we're watching the art form almost take on a higher, maybe I'm sounding pretentious, but a cooler, like it could, could, like it's moving back away from like that party vibe. It feels towards Mm -hmm. more of a, political kind of inspirational like instead of just being like let's turn up sell crack etc it could be more it could be like here's an ethos to live by which I, i've been seeing so many guys do that it just has me so happy anyway you want to talk about the cover and title a little bit
1: i don't have much more to say you've covered it all um i did I not cover it all they well, can easily add to it they, they could i'm just for myself it was kind of just simple for me I looked at it and I was like this kind of looks satirish." we're gonna get a lot of uh stories experiences but also we're gonna take away something from this album um I don't really know what an allegory is until I got to the track on this album so now you know what an is. so now is. I know what it is um and would this album not be oh it is an allegory of course of course it is and like that and then i started kind of thinking of like once once and that was i think my problem at first is the first couple of tracks i was like you know trying to really review it and just kind of get through it but once i understood what an allegory was i was like all right now i can look at this as a whole project in in a specific light which is really really cool um pretty much it all
0: right we, uh, we talked a lot, I know. Fuck it, it might end up being three parts if I have to. Oh well, more videos for us, Mr. Grace. Oof. i heard this track and i'm like royce is the kind of geek i want to hang out with and have good conversations with royce to five nine, if you're watching this can we talk and do an interview that would be so very cool of you sir that would be awesome um i have respect for royce this isn't going to be one of those ones where i have much any you know sometimes it's more trollish make fun of them yeah, there is yeah. there is one point of contention we'll get to but it's not right now yeah. i know chris has stuff to say but i'm just Go. So I think a lot about being a dad At this point in my life I don't have kids but I'm 32 And a lot of people around me do have kids I think a lot about How full of shit parenting is Because like parents just fucking lie to their kids all the time And I noticed that when it comes to people born in my fair city of Montreal, this is statistical anecdotal genera- generalizations for the sake of conversations. It's not applicable to everybody, but the people born here in, North, in, in my Western w- Western homies, what's up? Uh, they all tend to lie out the fucking ass to their kids for the sake of whatever. And that's been baffling to me for whatever, because like, yo, the world's fucked up. Like, people do bad things and shit, especially with marijuana being legalized now. A lot of parents are forced to have some uncomfortable conversations about marijuana with their kids before they're ready. To me, this is failing a parenting. Marijuana's around. Your kids should be aware of it. Like, what? It's uncomfortable? Cool. But you should still be aware of it. You, They know about cigarettes. Yeah,
1: I mean, even, even just saying it's uncomfortable, parenting is uncomfortable, period.
0: Right. So, all that to say... I find people that are not necessarily born here that I've encountered and my company does have a very diverse ethnic background of folk not born here. Um, and a lot of those parents tend to be more honest and I've been Santa at work for six years in a row and is Santa not the most of shit bullshit ever? Like we all know this is a self-serving capitalistic horish ass holiday right? Santa's brought up in the start of this. But we, we all know this. I, 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 and I dress up in a fucking costume where kids look me in the eye and call bullshit. Like they know it's bullshit. They know they're here for the present. I mean, half these kids are English, half these kids are French. And yo, quand je parle français, c'est comme ça. La même, le même exact accent come when I speak in English. So, like, what I was saying is my accent don't flip. These kids are not stupid. Yo, one kid looked and said, That's the fake Santa you know how i know he doesn't have to gold rim glasses i'm 32 you think i fucking care about gold rim glasses i forgot that santa i was like fucking kids are dumb they are not dumb so we lie to our kids for like ever and ever and ever and then everybody's kind of whacking or there's no accountability in our society no more imagine if it was all just brutally fucking honest with kids like you know back in the olden days and shit i'm not really a fan of the olden days but sometimes i ponder if like being more honest with children would be smart a great example is the way that this album starts with an introduction of Derek grace the second and his daughter discussing uh, a series of questions. Like he's, Daughter
1: or is it a boy? Or a son. A boy it's a son.
0: A Sorry, the daughter's the other one. And uh, it's like, what is America built off of? Violence and entrepreneurship. So if I, you had to tell another six-year-old like yourself what to look out for, what would you tell them? They would kill you for the right price. And I'm like, that motherfucker's telling the truth to his kid. I, I, I don't mean to call him a motherfucker like that. But like, I was just so... Like, to me, this is what you should do. Like, are we not... As, uh, myself I'm, I'm including myself we're parents but I'm a potential parent are we not like responsible for educating our children of ethics I've noticed that a lot of parents put that accountability on schools and other systemic things while they avoid it. it
1: could it possibly be also just based on your environment and surroundings like to be fair we don't have the same type of jungle that the states has we don't have the same type of laws or systematic oppression or whatever. Maybe I'm talking about the ass. That well, could be 100% I guess true. my
0: point would be, but, like, I would understand. you not agree that the way the white-collar world works with 2.5% raises and other bullshit as life gets more expensive is a kind of weird situation? Yeah. Don't you think it would be probably more practical to like be honest with kids so that they don't turn 20, figure out life's bullshit and get mad? Like now? like imagine if like they had been primed by their parents to know that life is not fair it's dark and cruel and there are bad people out there. like imagine if everybody had to read like the autobiography of malcolm x right, right? right that right, book right. significantly fucked up my conventions and understanding of things because it's very powerful to read what that dude like what his life was about right. that wasn't mandatory reading we had to read the giver which is great, but I'm telling you, if I had had to read the autobiography of Malcolm X at like 12 years old, Things would have fuck, I would have been way less right. of a prejudiced bigot for half my life. Right. So I like this kind of honesty. I like the fact that he focuses on being independent, on entrepreneurship, so like the candy store representing kind of like building your own business. Don't be the guy who buys the candy. Be the guy who sells the candy so that you can have whatever you want. And then say it in Spanish like it's important to know another language and on top of that flossing that his kid is so fucking smart and then ending it with that fucking gunshot bit just being honest that because he's black it could be that fucking fast not to say that not black people because he doesn't actually mention it but i'm bringing the emphasis to that because it seems like a lot of a lot of that happens still and i just think it's worth bringing up when it comes up anyway what do you think of the intro part?
1: Um, so at one point, I kind of think on one side, I kind of think that there's like a hustler mentality in here, the way that he's uh, kind of breaking down certain, uh, I guess, things to his, the the father to his son. But it's interesting to see how, and this is a, and this is what I keep finding on a lot of this like type of gangster music is like he's learning like the kids also learning about investments and learning about like how to live life how to be on top how to maneuver properly not just kind of take over and you know he like he's understanding how to be a hustler but not have to be on the streets is basically what i'm trying to say and that was really really cool it also kind of started scaring me a little bit because it's like i kind of sit back and just go I agree with what you're saying that we should just be brutally honest with our kids. But why is it that the brutal honesty has to be your country's fucked? Because your country's fucked. No, I know, but that's my thing. As I, I'm just saying. Like, imagine. <clears throat> like, I'm just saying. Imagine if the brutal honesty was, you'll have to deal with bullies at
0: school. That's fucked. That's part of your country being fucked. Oh, okay. Is it not fucked? To have to deal I mean, with I, at school? I I do. That's cool. That's a good thing. I'm not, in your
1: saying, I'm not saying it's cool. I'm just saying like, bullies at school are one thing to deal with. Your gut go- your government and your but whole bullies at school country.
0: can have be fucked up for life? I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not certain how, why we're we're applying magnitude here here's the thing you can pick any area of life right now and shit right. feels kind of fucked up like life is not a meritocracy where good things are like rewarded and shit so part of the problem in my opinion is everybody lies to their fucking kids in the middle class you know who's really fucking honest with their kids rich people they break down how the world works and teach them valuable skills they need as fast as possible you know who also is pretty good with their kids poor people which is i believe a little bit Uh, what's being reflected on this album as a thing that you should be doing in this in either of these in all economic groups right but what i'm noticing is how the middle class is pretty fucking shit at this and lies to their kids instead and again it's not across the board these are just frustrations i have and nobody gives a fuck in my real life so i talk to you guys on the camera okay um but what do you think about the song part i thought it was cool um
1: i also realized that there's going to be a lot of topics of conversation that i may not understand uh but i thought he really came in solid and really kind of set up the context of what the album is going to be uh following off from the um the gunshot sound and just kind of that that intro that we were getting He starts off with was told to hear no evil see no evil speak no evil in a place that hears no evil sees no evil where the oppressors see no color um that's
0: just incredible right white people and i know a lot of white people i don't want to address color as like an entity i like it's just like even i know people were even just saying white people versus black people is like a problematic sentence where I don't think it should be. I think if I'm saying fuck black people, that's a problematic sentence. I fucking hope that isn't some shit that gets soundbitten later. But what I'm trying to convey is... I think it's all contextual, but the oppressor in this context is going to be white people, and being played on the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, which is essentially shut the fuck up and play your part. Right. So in a place where the white people also shut the fuck up and play their part, but the white people don't see color, which is kind of a problem if like certain colors are having a harder time than other colors. Because we could do the idealistic thinking thing, but then we're not looking at the fire that's burning some shit. Kind of like climate change and fires in Australia. We could pretend like there's no correlation because it makes us feel better and that we don't need to change. Or we could all look at how much garbage and bullshit we throw out every week and consider that and try to use less waste. I'm terrible at it, but I'm trying to learn. Because it's smarter than just not... Anyway, that's a tangential point.
1: I liked when Royce said, um, I'm just here to get popped by the cops, get popular so I can disintegrate in in a documentary.
0: Uh, Discredited in a documentary by an enemy. By an enemy while a homicidal... uh, fratricidal cycle of win constant that energy looking down the barrel of a rifle
1: right but i stopped at energy and i liked how he's kind of addressing that his he only i feel like he's saying like his his life only matters for entertainment purposes to other people in a sense um which is really interesting to me because i kind of noticed that like a lot of um a lot of I don't because I don't want to say like black people, but I'm going
0: to say it. a whole bunch of people like Prince, Michael Jackson. I hate I'm going to skip that other ones. But those two is a great example. A bunch of documentaries get made or maybe not Prince, but Michael Jackson documentary get made slandering dude's name all sorts of shit happens where like after you're dead and gone people kind of like dig into your past and like look for opportunities to spin shit i mean look at the antonio Hernandez, anthony like look at it it was like dude sucked cock is like half the fucking thing like he was fucking... Like, it was just so weird. It's like, I'm looking at it, and it's like, it doesn't matter what was true or not anymore. It's like, all we're doing is putting this shit on blast. So, effectively, your whole point is to rise up to a point of popularity where, like... And I fucking... This shit fucks me up. Because, like, you know, I want to pop. I want to get there where everybody knows who the fuck I am. Right. Then you're going to die and every bad thing you ever fucking did. But then the extra fucking thing is it gets popped by the cops get so popular and the way he just rhymes pop by the castle popular and the way he just does that fucking shit where he reuses syllables in a way where it progresses the entire idea it's all unique language but effectively just sounds like a perfect rhyme it's just it's just magnificent but it's just the idea that the system kills him then he gets destroyed again by other parts of the system the enemy the thing that he's against in all of his music here right and then i just it's just powerful like you kind of get the sense that he really has a good like understanding of the modern landscape and what the problems are and what the identity and cultural problems are for his people and when he goes Uh, knowledge itself is the caveat the dollar itself is the demigod listen this is the Iliad and he just says it cool to rhyme it but when you look at what the Iliad is it's a journey I have not read it and I'm not that familiar but I understand it's a hero's story uh, of a guy who understands shit's fucked up and goes and deals with it so in a sense this is him taking on that role of the hero this whole album is identifying that the shit is fucked up and here is a a way of maybe moving forward and starting to actually like deal with it um another another line that just struck out to me a rich man wrote this with a poor man's focus a sick man quotes this but the dope man sold this which is cool because it connects to the next track kind of shows the history of what's up and the modern kind of hip-hop game in a lot of sense a lot of rich people are writing a lot of Shit for poor people. This is a oh look. I work in marketing, and I can tell you that the billions of dollars that go into music marketing, I assure you, they know exactly what the fuck they're fucked doing with the messaging of who they put. And there's a reason a lot of people tell a lot of people to do a lot of certain drugs. Um, it's to kill people and make them fucking bad just to dumb down populations so in a sense he himself is a rich man who wrote this with a poor man's focus but it's also a commentary on the fucking industry doing the exact same thing so it's about which rich man and whose focus that you should be caring about so the sick man quotes this which in a sense is all the fans regardless so what are you like bad and bougie cooking up double the newsy which yeah i do that sometimes but is it good is it like we really... Sometimes I had that philosophical like point of view. The glorification of this is kind of a weird concept that a bunch of white record label executives are pushing on the hood. Why? Why are they not pushing royce probably because he's real smart shit and they're on a more conspiracy theoristy but actually i just think it's kind of like this level well, There's so definitely powers that be that would rather have a lot of black people blowing their money incessantly on stupid shit rather than allowing them to build up a proper middle class culture that allows them to rise up they have a real power stake in the country
1: i do like the following how he goes um, Looking for a soulmate and the bitch playing Go Fish, proving you got heart, doing dirt for the Tin Man in a quicksand culture. Mm. I like that because it's really kind of, for me, it's embodying the quick microwaving environment we live in right now. Everything's got to be instant. Everybody's got to think next, next thing, next one, moving on to this. And Nobody's really just kind of taking the time to kind of slow down. That's what I, I kind of took from that I like uh, how he solidifies Everything he's saying by going anything. I said like the like the kickstand uh, anything. I said I stand on like the kickstand open feeling like uh r- rembrandt sculpted some shit that just van gogh get and i know i butchered that line but i kind of feel like he's saying that he's so unique and weird that only van
0: gogh would understand him Nah, he's he's comparing his level of art to high art He's saying what he's producing is at the same value and quality as a van gogh
1: okay so i'm not far off but no
0: and then look i mean i think we should we don't have to go through every fucking bar here you guys get the point there is just this much to be like talked about and to be breaking down and nearly every single line of this track kind of layers into out it's almost like this track is the ep, uh, the prologue the little chapter yeah. before we get into chapter one which is kind of how he ends this and so he's summarizing a lot of the core themes and stuff but for me the, the crazy shit is just how he rhymes words and fucks them up and really this feels more like a spoken word poem to me than it feels like like a track which is cool because it's like he's trying to to just just deliver it with such eloquence and grace the fact that it's like he ends it on this is the allegory of the cave theory by plato this is the first chapter the first 48 death of the dope man it flows into the next track but just the way he just kind of establishes that like what he's doing here stems from something that is ancient Greek philosophy. Like one can argue, Plato is one of the O O of modern philo- of all philosophy. And the fact that he's kind of taking these ancient again something I well, haven't even read in
1: even in the thing. I guess it's from the back to the back to the back, sitting with my back to the shadows, with actors standing behind him, with puppets well, controlling. Yeah, him. that's because that's but that's the Plato theory. Well, that's one of Plato's theories.
0: I mean, I haven't read the allegory of the cave that is a summary of what goes down. Mm-hmm. But having not read it myself, I don't want to take a stab at it and get it wrong. Because if I do, then the people who have read it are going to call bullshit. But the fact that he drops that just made me like him more. Right. That's when I was like, oh, Royce is my kind of rapper. I got to go back in time and check out his shit. I don't know if it's all like this, but holy... F- Fuck this guy, he has to read books. That's all I'm saying. Love it. Um, Beats, which is produced by Royce to Five Nine, because he produced the, the fucking album too. Incredible. Um, it's stellar from the way the introduction happens to the way it just kind of evolves and changes, and it's a non-static experience. I think this is truly impeccable but there is something christopher said at the beginning of this review in our little 20 minute chat before we got into the review um that was kind of was kind of like hard to necessarily go listen to this every day because it fits such a serious tone however it's truly impeccable so i give it a 4.75 on 5.
1: i gave the first song a 4.5 on
0: 5. very cool i'm very happy that we all liked it but don't man don't man this song is stellar like again i just i'm too excited it starts off with this beautiful beautiful singing part and really it's a glorification to the dope man from MNE you know prophesies to be your king he's a king of the street man of the world who little boys want to be he's the dope man and what he does here is it has like this throwback sounds to like honestly what was more popping in terms of musical genres back in the days of when the dope man came into fruition within the hood right mm-hmm. and then it just kind of sings through all that kind of almost putting your mind back into, like, almost where Ryan would have grown up in all of this, you know? Oh, and how people kind of got into it because the music at that time put so much emphasis on yep. the dope man being fucking cool. And then you have it kind of cut, and it's like a little radio thing, and then Cedric the Entertainer. It's been a fucking minute, eh? Mm-hmm. Cedric, he's dope. Mm-hmm. Does a great skit here. He also did the skits on... two No, that was Eddie Griffith. Maybe. maybe. Anyway... 72 degrees and it doesn't get better blah 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 it just kind of hypes it on up feels like a radio shit and then it cuts into like nwa's dope man spliced up in the craziest fucking groove man uh the way it just kind of shouts out the dope man dope man and then it kind of sounds like darker the way he has it pitched like it doesn't sound like because when you listen to like dope man by nwa it's like a, it's a it's an anthem mm-hmm. like it's meant to almost like represent what's actually happening and, and be a little more truthful in the perception of how people see him right rather than necessarily glorify it whereas here it's saying this track is like saying that's the old glorification of what the dope man was and we need to fuck that up and let's look at the dope man in a different way. And then I love the way that that thumping, like, kind of old school beat sound kind of, like, kicks in as Roy starts rapping. Like, oh, his staring," and then he said, uh, whatever. Oh, his staring and then he said, uh, there's some has-beens, under that there never was. Your mama used to be a dime piece. Now that her and her auntie's does it have
1: a more of, like, a hip or hoppy feel instead of just, like, <laughs> you know, kind of spoken word going in. Uh, but I do want to just kind of go back to the chorus for a second. Um, I don't i i see what you're saying about like kind of the darker it's just
0: the intro oh sorry you're right the dope man dope man part right never mind
1: like i see how how you're saying like it's kind of got this darker feel to it but i also kind of think that he him himself he's uh him as well he's also using the sample to kind of show how we also do look at the dope man nowadays like kind of Um, where he goes and expresses like they kind of look at him like the king of New York. They kind of all want to kind of be like the dope man. I still think he's trying to make a a satire remark on how we praise the dope man today
0: yeah but it's also but it's i think that is the point but like you said it's we're killing the dope man on this track that's what he kind of said at the end of the last track so the first part is showing how it came to be through this glorification so then when you get to the chorus it's like now we're going to juxtapose it we're going to make fun of what we previously praised by going to possibly one of the earliest tracks ever to praise it and one of and uh basically you know do this with it and then if you look at ryan's verse i'm not going to go through all the bars because it's gonna this it's gonna take way too long for this review um you can see how he's basically flipping it and just showing how much of an asshole the dope man is like he's mm-hmm. a destructive fucking force and yeah it kind of sounds fly if you want to be the dick that's fucking everyone's bitch and being all sorts of bad but like when i read it it's like kind of not good you know and it does have like this honesty like when it goes like white cop called me a, while the wife pops called me a, a jitterbug one man white powder army could wipe out an army of twitter thugs put the weed man out of business at a time when the town needed real drugs dope man but then it still kind of has like this like he's taken on the role of the dope man here he is right. more of a blunt asshole in a more modern-esque kind of way right. but then when he kind of comes in as himself The government injected crack into my natural habitat,
1: which charged me
0: with possession and arrested me for having it after that. Pulled up in the wraith. No, it really hurts as the oldest had to get a couple of blood.
1: Well, I wanted to say that when I heard that part, um, I was like, whoa, hold on. So you're saying like, the way I kind of interpret it was like, what if the government never put drugs in the hood or the projects or anything? Would Royce the Five Nines character of the dope man be acting the same way he wouldn't exist because there's i mean yes okay that's true
0: because like there's little proof that the government dropped guns and fucking crack like they would they would drop crates of this shit Mm -hmm. into the hood to kind of get everything started and like look there was the weed man back in the day but like people don't get stoned on weed and fucking act out in the same level of ways you know like it's a it's a calmer vibe like weed probably would have had a, a much more productive situation going on so weed's a cool like drug that has medicinal properties and shit so instead of us give them something harder through the hard times you know mm-hmm. so they simultaneously fuck up the housing system and then throw in hard drugs it's just whack so instead of praising the dope man just kind of understand what he is is what i take from this track like maybe we should treat this differently and be a little bit more honest with our music we go back to the beginning and clip the idea i also kind trying of trying to bring him like attention was,
1: t- i also kind of felt like there was this idea that um because the dope man was created by like all of these things and having guns and drugs into the uh sent into the these these areas i feel like he's also trying to express that um the level of control that's happening and how people are just so blind to the level of control because they're glorifying this character of the dope man
0: so yes that's that ex- cool that's it you got it spat on yes i understand but is the Woo. beat not fucking banging You're just the, like, beat, the beat is stellar do, 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 do.
1: um i really like the energy like... that we get through this song i like how it, and you know what it's it's something completely different everything on this project is always something completely different lyrically it's always slamming ready to go but there there may be like one or two songs i might kind of say something that's just like "Ah, that's a chris thing but uh, the diversity that is coming in and the way that he just can give you these different tones and these different types of uh show you different styles is really really cool kind of solidifying the greatness that Royce 59 is I also liked uh, um, uh Imani um, whatever yeah um, it sounded beautiful Amani was really great at the beginning and that's where I kind of I was really interested how there was this calm tone but this this idea of like praising the dope man uh prophesized to be your king he's king of the streets man, uh, man of the world who the little boys want to be he's the dope man but it's like instead of being so serious and direct about it there's this uh like kind of siren song feel to it like it's like it's in through like you want to enjoy it you want to get into it you want to capture that feeling so that was cool i uh i myself
0: i gave this song a 4.2 I give it a five, it's fucking amazing. It's a flawless song. It's beautiful and it serves such a powerful purpose. Anyhow, why don't we talk about the opposite of the truth in my case? I don't age. Cause I'm getting old. I feel like after everything he just comes through here and just wants to remind us all that he's also a really powerful fucking rapper. But how do you feel about this track?
1: Um, I think he's more reinforcing the idea of being a product of the dope game uh keeping that same theme that same energy coming into this song but i also think that there is a idea that he might get older physically you know yearly all that shit. but the idea of not aging is like when you come from such an atmosphere when you come from such a place that is this dark this negative this hostile Sometimes it's hard for you to grow up. Sometimes it's hard for you to keep that uh, Mental state. I kind of feel like that's what he's trying to say in this track Um, Something that I got from verse one was I remember nodding out to high just watching soul train now I'm yachting on the boat brain hundred thousand dollars gold chain wife done got too pricey for a Cadillac too icy to be fighting too godly for a uh, too godly for a battle rap now right there it kind of seems like he's just in that mature mind state where he's just kind of like look i've done my shit. i've done what i had to do uh this is where my life is now i'm reaping the benefits the fruits of my labor all that stuff but then when he kind of goes, like, too nice to be in Cyphers, too deep for moderation, too free for exoneration and seeking validation, young black receiving salutations. Now, I like how he's saying he's too nice for Cyphers, where I don't, I mean, I think he's a nice person. I've never seen anything wrong with Royce to 5'9'' in terms of, like, interviews and stuff like that. But I like how he he kind of shows you that he doesn't want to participate in that type. Like, just... I guess, like, trying to cipher each other and go at each other and stuff like that. But at the same time, he's also, you know, collected and being able to get maybe, let's say, a violent way or a hostile way if it it needs to be. Um, I also enjoyed how in verse 2, I feel like it kind of was the same energy, the same mentality. There wasn't really much that was... Uh, that was said differently um maybe a different topic of conversation of course but like it just wasn't i didn't think there was anything that was super different so i i I was like okay kind of just kept consistent with the song so i was good with that but something that he said in verse three was how can i be washed i'm having shooter rifle thoughts suicidal thoughts i should be writing these rhymes in the diary of cobain which i thought was really cool just kind of like solidifying Uh, a very legendary artist Kurt Cobain uh, but also kind of being like how can I be washed up if I'm still dealing with whatever we're discussing nowadays like mental health issues suicidal issues talk to this talk to that so he's kind of just for me I feel like he's showing his relevancy to like how relevant he is to today's I guess conversations
0: or what I feel like he's kind of pointing like You know i don't know what washed means i guess washed up but it also could be like fucked up or you know i don't know but like when i think about that i I took it as washed up i mean cobain killed himself and wrote about a bunch of his feelings in a more honest and direct way so i kind of see that comparison especially if you think about how you know rice is coping with shit um but it also starts like, die here and get choke lames, die here in the choke chains, advise you in the full main, Siamese your whole frame. How can I be watched? I'm having shooter rifle thoughts, suicidal thoughts. So I guess it's like this almost conflict of going at everybody and then feeling that with the battle within himself. I mean, I look at the first two verses and like this song has like an evolution of A, he's a fucking proper rapper in the game. Mm-hmm. And so he thinks back to how he's a product of the game so you're absolutely correct in the sense that he's reinforcing it so we got kind of a perspective of the the danger of it with dope Man. and here it's like looking on the the kind of impact it's had on him but in the first verse he's remembering back on how things were to a point where now he's just fucking killing it so you're right he gets the fruits of his rep, uh of his labor but right. he also doesn't fit into any other lane he's not really meant for a lot of these different things instead mm-hmm. he's just doing this shit because he spits that realness in the second verse you know he points out how fucking dope he really is to a point where he doesn't really go out of his way to expose people or to get involved in the petty blah blah blahs but at the end of the day if he really wanted to he has the the if i'm too shady to be neutral these artists try to divide it so if i go kendrick lamar then we're gonna watch the control change so he kind of goes back to i had that level of influence if i wanted to come in and say what i got to do mm-hmm. but he's actually kind of putting out it's almost like an open threat to people to like watch what you're saying because regardless to what you think he's always on time to collect like the irs who's always on time that's how mm-hmm. people go to jail and then, you know, producted a dope game, Nostra full of cocaine, violence over dying over war games. I thought that was interesting, right? Because it's kind of a reflection on perhaps what happens if he goes down the path of drugs or just how many people do drugs and I thought it was in, I thought it was cool because it's different than reflecting back on how his dad would have been in it so you know just kind mm-hmm. of connecting that he is a product of that environment mm-hmm. but then in the third verse it's almost like you know he he's kind of putting down this sense of I'm here now like where I come from I tell the jokes and you the joke and where i come from i said the dope you do the dope my brethren i'm not a legend i'm not a vet do not address me a second i'm the best so it's kind of like yo y'all think a certain way but i got that real mentality i come through here and spit this shit i am the best you know i like that he's just got that grandiosity to it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then i don't know i like when he goes playing ho friend or foe lost friends like ross and rachel i thought that was cool because you know he's and and managed to establish himself as a boss like figure and it doesn't really matter who you are it's cool he's going to control the situation and it kind of just sounds powerful so like when i first came through it's like he doesn't age he said it like well i age gracefully i act my age so in a sense he doesn't sound dated and when you think about it there's a lot of old man rappers that really just kind of try to do young man shits and it's not smart to me instead Royce is just rapping who he is today and now and in a sense he's kind of reflecting on the game in this track and how he's able to remain relevant powerful and like almost a boss in this because he doesn't age because he manages to consistently put out timeless music. So his music doesn't age. You can go to the different projects Mm -hmm. and they're still gonna sound fresh. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. Which Uh, I think,
1: which I agree with as well in terms of timeless music that, um, I think it's in another song that we'll definitely get to, but the idea of like not aging for your music and and everybody being able to listen to it and grab something no matter what project they go to is just really, really cool to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, all things considered, the way the beat kicks in, it has like this intensity to it, like the different kind of feel to it. Yep. Again, Roy shows versatility. This just doesn't sound like the other two tracks we heard, which is exciting because you really don't know what's going to come next. Um, I feel like there's a grandiosity. He just comes off so powerful, mm-hmm. and I give it a four point five. I think it's a cool follow-up to. The kind of more political themes we've just had. Just a, it's like a little reminder that Royce is the illest. Right.
1: I gave it a four point three. I thought it was cool. I did enjoy it. Um. Yeah. Well, there's a pendulum. All right, Chris. No, no, I had trouble with this one. I need you to explain it. Um, I'm gonna just call that right now. I I will go along and give what I I give, but go. Okay,
0: great. What did you give? Did it sound good to you?
1: Oh, I enjoyed the overall song from it i enjoyed what uh i i guess i kind of understood was trying to kind of be said but i don't think i got the actual uh message from it so i like the head bobbing feel to it the aspects uh of the chorus i like how the idea of robbing the rich and leaving them with the bill is kind of like i guess some type of revenge or vendetta that they feel that's been happening to them and finally they're going to get like a taste of their own medicine um so uh honestly like i even said let's I don't really, pretend
0: go on knowing that soldier boy is the outro what i'm a mama this is my shit i'm taking it right now 2019 is my ear. i recorded the whole mixtape in 24 hours and i dropped it you it's trash bruh making you trash ass fucker music bruh it's ironic to use soldier boy to talk about a soldier boy and his compadres, but that's kind of what he's doing there so now go back throughout the whole track and consider the rich the pendulum all of this commentary is on royce to five nine and the underground real squad who do not make the same possible level of money i'm, I'm going to assume royce is set at this point i do see but like the imagine that when it ain't nothing left for these hoes but a bitch and ain't nothing left on the heat but the stove but a brick ain't nothing left to eat for the poor but the rich and the lord sends the pendulum so now let's assume that the rich here is the capitalist horse, the music industry the pop acts that are basically selling poison to the kids and that type of shit so all of this is kind of He's coming through with that raw and real, representing the underdogs and the people that are kind of fight, you know, kind of band together and mm-hmm. fight back, you mm-hmm. know, time to divvy up your pieces with the deal, you know, the record deals. Are my people going to be speaking what they feel, etc. We're going to come through and we're going to rob the rich. We're going to, and if you think about how the money split up in music right. and just kind of life not just music but like all aspects of life like there's such a powerful notion of an upcoming revolution kind of like if you think about the the french revolution it was like everybody poor so they chopped off some fucking heads and everybody wasn't poor no more i'm not saying completely but less people were poor and then I think that's kind of what it's there. Like, and then he's kind of directly attacking people. All y'all dudes are straight facades. You just lie and scheme Mark Cuban around your shooters. You just buy a team. So Mark Cuban's hella rich.
1: Right. Well, and cause so all I did shit understand that that seeing, there was this level of like, um, I'm real. You're not type mentality in here a little bit but like and about the game but right, these people right, that right. are
0: trolling and like the line, industry and what we're like dealing with started yeah. beef on ig and hide behind a meme right. etc like we don't have to go through the whole verse just to kind of exemplify where i'm coming from with those lines setting up the context it's like he's coming through on that real shit to kind of attack and point out the fake bullshit that he sees throughout the industry i really I mean, liked ashley sorrell I, she was great I really liked when he goes I'm a cider bitch apartment dick is parked about nine inches in the carcass like Mr. Marcus and I'm like did he just compare himself because I think Mr. Marcus is one of those porn stars most people know Has he's the guy with the giant black cock and so that's Mr. where
1: Marcus re- is a porn star on por- Pornographic Film. I mean, record.
0: Mr. Marcus fucks white girls left, right, and center. Uh, too narcissistic to be licking carpet, too artistic to not lace as a catharsis. And I kind of like how arrogant he comes off. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got the giant cock, he can walk in, he doesn't have to eat pussy, but all things together, he's too fucked up to come. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Um, and then, anyway, the whole kind of second verse is again, kind of commenting on. You know, sure, you got money, you got views, you got all this bullshit, but at the end of the day, you have like fucking nothing. Your music's gonna fade away, and it's kind of pointless. um
1: Which is this where he expresses kind of like if you don't meet the test of
0: time? A little bit. Or the bitch that's with me now, all she do is kiss in '69. All she gets is time. Shit, I ain't signed a trayway. Oh, '69. A six nine, cause he went to jail, cause he faked being a gangster. Oh, kind of. Oh shit, is this all an attack on Six Nine? Not all on Six Nine, but I think Six Nine is a great example, really great example of okay, who okay. he's coming after, yeah. and a lot of these more meme trolley people. But then the song got fucked up for but me, I cause think... you gotta understand, I'm in my thirties so my main hoe is bow wow with a side hoe he said bow wow then he then he talked about like the hurricane cross song and he, and he said i remember spraying chris hanging playing hurricane chris A Bay. i'm now i'm sipping and i'm like did he just bring up A hey, baby yeah hey, A baby yeah that song was trash but that song was good that song was trash but when royce says it sounds good uh now syrup sipping can't sniff playing Dre it now don't nobody come and kick it anyway uh, and then he brings up ray j and i realize eminem and royce have not both brought up ray j this year i have no who i've never listened to ray j who the fuck is ray j these guys watching might be like fuck called that he doesn't know anything you no, don't know who ray j is no idea who
1: the fuck Isn't is ray j. j the reason kim kardashian's famous is yeah is that ray j yes Oh, that's oh, Ray Raycon. His fucking earbuds. Th- 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 Philip DeFranco supports them? That's him. That's Ray. Yeah. Really? Yes, I've seen the Breakfast Club interview with Ashley it, yeah.
0: Sorrell comes through after that, and she sounds fire. My favorite part is when she goes talking about remember when it. No, I don't. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, she shut you down because like a lot of people had to remember when. That's a that's a commentary on who cares what you did in the past if you ain't producing now you ain't shit which is partly why i feel the compulsive need to produce in my life um anyway it's pretty good then you got the outro which has fucking um like i said soldier boy bragging and the dumbest shit ever because soldier boy allow me to be clear kiss me through the phone turn my swag on Fucking cr- yeah, crank that the- Hoden Roy. Rage these are is- all great. He fucking- did not make crank that Holden Roy. Rage is Holden dude Roy up the Hope. Made it's fine. It's fine. Hoden Roy up in a hope. I-, I use parody by changing it to my name Google Copy Butts. Uh anyway, I like this track. It it really has me excited for this album. It's just like another banger to me. It just kept on through with the same quality level. It also carried like look, I can see how in another person's preferences, these are all fives but like my preferences go this is an occasional album for me but an occasional album like when you have the 200 hundred dollar bottle of whiskey that you don't want to drink on a normal night because it costs 200 dollars and you're not rich like royce 4.5 4.5 on 5 and the truth is I play forever I have no idea who Graf is but I like him but this dude Urban Logics from Montreal was was I was talking to him and he got real excited about graph like he's some he's some player I should know about but I like him like Chris said anyway Chris how do you feel about this track
1: i like this track i really liked how uh graf kind of took my took my interest it was just the way he spits and the way he's just kind of like this this deep tone voice was just really really cool um i got excited for the do-do-do-do-do i felt like griselda was gonna be on this track i feel like maybe Graf is part of griselda because that's like the first time we got the iconic do-do-do i'm not sure I that's just my own
0: that's my own i think when you uh, google thing. his name <clears throat> it it says you know anyway keep going
1: um so i like i kind of like how this song uh is about falling in love with the street life uh but the idea of like falling in love with the street life to kind of want to kind of gain success but with now i'm kind of sitting here going like were you falling in love with it or were you forced to fall in love because of where you were located, the atmosphere and everything we kind of said already? Uh, so it was just really, it's its interesting how this album kind of connects, uh, for me, kind of connects in certain ways uh, so far where I'm just like, wow, I'm really thinking. Like, I'm really, really like trying to go deep into this and understand what's happening. So I really did enjoy that. Um, verse 1, uh, Graf comes in and... I like when he went y'all um uh, hola y'all ill gotcha drop through like a built tonka still conquer but they still ain't contra still pop you through your shield holla i like how he's playing with that syllables i like how he's kind of just going in and not really like he's just kind of saying what he's got to say but i i don't really think i understood his whole verse i feel like he's more just kind of bragging about who he is uh, I see here is like a verse here. I wasn't in the room, uh, but on the mini scooter or licking hooters with a spliff or Buddha. I was in the inner city sewer, underground, dirty, dirty in the manure, cl- uh, clipping the Ruger, cause I was raised different than you were, which is really cool, cause he's addressing like, you know, he comes from a different life than a lot of people, and because he comes from a different life, this is what, uh, this is kind of what, uh you know, he had to deal with, and it's it's hard it's. it's If you're not open-minded to what these guys have to say, you'll never understand. But because, you know, I follow a lot of hip-hop, it's really interesting to to really just kind of be open-minded about what these guys are saying and kind of understand, like, what they had to go through and and just how they feel about it. So that was really cool. Um, I like how he said you all wonder how i come from the swamp and the pond scum peon comparing me to y'all is beyond dumb i like again just more of that type of bars just not i don't want to say repetitive but it felt like he was just driving home this message of we are not the same uh how do you feel about Graf's verse
0: i liked it it felt like real proper um i like his kind of singiness to it i just feel like he represented more of this old-school, lyrical kind of sound to it. Like, you know, look, we got a ride deal. Not at all chill. We run up under your food like shopping cart wheels. It's bars. It just kind of comes in. Like, groceries are kind of raw. Maybe not always. Anyway, um, I kind of feel like he's reflecting on, again, just where he's from. And the same kind of environment that Royce is in. And it just kind of felt like he bounced around with the same vibe i don't know just again like following up the last track and just kind of doubling down that we got some real shit happening on this track i didn't necessarily get the same level of deepness that we were getting on the last couple i feel like this one is just more of a lyrical flow where i just found myself really enjoying the sound of it a lot more i mean even royce's verse it's just a lot of bars and shit and yes he says a lot of stuff in it but it just kind of sounds like two smart dudes spitting rather than Mm -hmm. playing through it's almost like the last track was taking shots at you know what the mainstream is and now here's an example of what we should be happening almost like the first pocket of this album wraps through to giving you another like a, a template for what a timeless track is supposed to be about like even if you look at um graphs verse like i'm austin wells tossed in a garbage pail i'm from the bottom not from harvard or yale darling Like this line isn't going to just fucking disappear like it's not going to be completely dated unless harvard or yale just absolutely just fucking disappear and in case you're wondering austin wells is a baseball player i had to look that up too that might date the line a bit but it's still he Okay, anyway go on what do you think about rice's verse
1: well i mean i think the same thing i don't really have much to say about rice's verse because it's it, it it's it he gives us exactly what you're expecting him to give you it's really dope it's really just kind of a lot of back and forth from what he used to be to what he is now starts off with uh probably took a shot even shot a few too now my future bright looking out is futile um my mom was frugal my pops was brutal schoolyard school of hard knocks all i did around the clock was doo-doo so you're kind of getting this like idea that this is what again what we went through what we had to live with why we act the way we act it's just more of that reinforcing energy uh on the block all day and night like prostitutes do every artist out there yeah uh y'all like the charts y'all like on the charts are doo-doo Uh, i like how he rhymes do do the sound with doo-doo as in like your uh i'm from where thoughts thoughts will convolute you the cops are cuckoo charge you try so it's it's like again more of just this is my environment and i need you to understand that because i come from this this is why i am who i am like maybe not so much royce the 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 character but ryan himself is like this is who i am because of this
0: but i also think it's like about doubling down on the idea that given where he comes from, his only opportunity is to create something of a higher value. Like just the idea following up from the doo-doo shit, like growing up, the only doctor you knew was Dr. Dre, Dr. J, or maybe that Dr. Drew dude. It's just the idea that like you don't know, get access to health care and normal mm-hmm. shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I like when he goes, I play forever dog. I play forever dog. As far as the art, I'm what else but Magellan dog. Hella bars, Nelson Mandela dog. And look who he's like comparing himself to. Right. Top level names of history that are not going down. And so if we just look at how, you know, from the era of when it was the dope man to kind of looking into how to create a timeless, uh, sound Mm -hmm. or an idea said and this is basically it seems like an attack on the fake hip-hop culture that the mainstream perpetrates versus what royce is offering here in a direct assault against it by showing that given the environment he's coming from he can effectively call bullshit on what the fuck you're talking about i think that's a lot of also part of where it's coming from um I definitely dug the track i thought it had the same kind of level of quality of everything that we've been getting so far i mean i don't have as much to say about it because i feel like i'd start parodying some of the ideas are already dropped and there are certainly other ideas to have his rapping is of equal quality the freaking stuff is great um i like when he compares himself to che gavetta because again it's that revolutionary thinker that sense of purity doing what's right rather than taking into the ego It's in a sense you could look at like a Fidel Castro versus Che Guevara, and he's almost looking at Fidel Castro's fakeness versus the integrity and power of a Che Guevara type. Anyway, I'm a little... Maybe I'm off on Fidel Castro, but as I understand it, he wasn't as great as Che Guevara was. Um, Either way, sounds a 4.5 to me.
1: Yeah, I also gave it a 4.5.
0: And then we got some real history on the next one. Let's talk about the ice cream interlude. So this is the lovely interlude where we learn what an allegory is um basically it is i don't know who the people are but it's a kid going hi mommy what's an allegory she answers an allegory is a story with a subliminal meaning that has a political message based off the writer's mind so essentially it's like writing a hidden message that's political and it's some innocuous shit I suppose is a way to put that and then the ice cream man shows up and she goes and says that the ice cream song is uh, written by a white dude named Harry C. Brown and, it, and it's a racist ass song called love the watermelon and it was released on 1916 on columbia records and a 100 years later coming through your neighborhood playing that fucking song and then he goes hold up aren't you never teddy 16, and a half and tinder which i thought was a funny response to kind of deflect like she comes in with this powerful fucking truth putting this guy's accountability like look sure you need to make a living and shit and yes that's the ice cream truck song but should we really be playing the ice cream truck song knowing what it is i went ahead and listened to the ice cream truck song because I, I found it on youtube and i'm like oi vault man it's got a whole cartoon shit that went with it it's, some, it's from that real bullshit era of like minstrel cartoons and, and stuff um but then what's the deflection here is he goes aren't you from tinder like, that wasn't a response to anything, but it's probably a good... So, so that's where this becomes an allegory because this is where the subliminal part comes through. Everything's real obvious. You have this smart black woman trying to educate a person and also whatever, showing what's up. And the response is, ain't you that hoe from Tinder? That's a commentary on how people, and I'm not saying men in particular, but just people respond to having their conventions challenged with harsh truths in reality this motherfucker allegory up in here because of the ending where it juxtaposes the meaning of shit based on the mind of what royce was trying to challenge your conventions what do you do when you face the harsh truths real good eh interesting 4.515
1: interesting i think i gave this a four on five
0: because you didn't you didn't understand it
1: well i kind of took it just more like you never really know who's who and not everybody's perfect for me it kind of was like the dude kind of responded with the tinder thing kind of in a way where he was defending himself like i'm just trying to do my job and you're just here giving me a whole shit storm with my day, all this stuff, telling me about, like, you know, I'm riding this through my, my community and stuff like that. But you think right now you're all high and mighty, but aren't you this? Like, behind closed doors? Like, isn't this
0: but like even to that end it's also even deeper than that because why is he going and slut shaming this chick for being on tinder which i don't agree like with. it attacks it's, this is why it's allegory okay you see what i'm saying because it's this layered it's not just a conversation it's a conversation that when you start thinking about the nuances of it you realize it's a commentary on how people treat smart women right it's a commentary on how like like why is it tinder in particular right because mm-hmm. it was really judging it's like ain't you that ho no it's pretty and it's not like they matched it's honestly like he saw her on tinder and remembered that she's the hot chick from tinder i see that like maybe they matched, but it didn't feel that way it's like he recognized her from the <laughs> dating app that's crazy it's pretty cool modern allegory yeah are you ready to move on yes on the block yo man i'm still thinking about that ice cream thing which is cool because it kind of moves you into a different vibe so i think the, the ice cream skit also contextualizes just the, the lies and the subliminal um kind of messaging that goes into people who are on the block but what do you think about this track
1: um i thought it was cool i thought it was uh still i guess in a way the same type of stuff we've been getting uh there's a lot of like kind of just emphasis on I guess topics that are not being discussed as much Um, so this song kinda has a more smoother beat to it it also
0: has DJ Premier, can we just comment it's I think the first one that has extra production Right.
1: Uh, i like how there's like that old school dj scratching feel there's that was really cool to be interp and looped into that um i like the auto-tune piano in the background the chorus kind of feels self-explanatory uh just um but i do feel like I'm, i'm missing something overall here in verse one Uh, I like how Royce at one point says sink an entire empire with my placebo methods rebuild an entire empire with my tuxedo measurements I'm the lyrical audio version of Mona Lisa recording to tape Recorded to tape through mama didn't give birth to me. She just aborted the golden ratio I really like all of that just for me kind of explains like he's just writing what he feels He's kind of making up the placebo method for me. It's kind of like he's making up it. He's making it up as he goes along and he's seeing that it works. So he's trying to implement it with other people. Um, well, I,
0: like, I mean, placebo is the power of suggestion, right? right? So it's when you make people believe in shit, uh, effectively, stuff that might not exist. So I, I kind of took it like. If we look at the bigger context of the album, he's trying to shatter the cheapness of what has previously existed, you know? Pinot in them cups, you know, it's, it's a fancier shit. Contraband and quarter panels, etc. Put your faith in mortal men and he shall terrorize your trust. Shots ever clear, if nothing, just to sterilize the Dutch. And it just kind of feels like, you know, it's a little more... You're getting fucked up a little bit, but not necessarily... And then he goes into the placebo methods where it almost feels like if you think about everything he just said, maybe it's not actually about getting fucked up. It's the placebo putting yourself into a mindset of almost being fucked up and then through that power, that internalized strength, Mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of guessing here, because he's sober, right? Like, he's not drinking at this point in his life. And then sinking Empire with my placebo method. So being able to put yourself into that mindset, being able to create that effect of these different things with your voice Mm -hmm. is enough to kind of rebuild it all. But with the tuxedo measurements, it shows the class. It shows he's trying to establish a level of, honestly, what Wu-Tang wanted to do with that fancy album that ended up not working out. Um, But like yeah he just kind of came out and he's a he's a, a piece of art as opposed to just being another rapper um but i do like how there's this sense of like
1: again people look up to these type of guys uh in the chorus oswin benjamin i enjoyed him very much uh, come to the block and make the papers come to the block block come to the block and make the papers kids hustle on the block um, my theme is all about making the green the style is mine The fine kids hustle on the
0: block like I feel like they're still kind of bringing up this what's cool is they both sing the same chorus and I like it when uh, the chorus switches and each artist does their take on it
1: right um, but I, I feel like there's this idea of um, Again, reinforcing that kids look up to this type of mentality. Kids look up to this type of, I guess, lifestyle, not mentality, So but if lifestyle. we go
0: back to that, you have Royce representing a higher quality of what we should look up to. Right. Right? That's what he's trying to say. It's like, right. remember the dope man remember what they look up to let's be better than that um we uh with us when benjamin you know kool-aid known by colors boy we ain't no flavors we relate to jesus most my people born in mangers too so i like how how his relation to jesus is maybe the humble beginnings part they ain't know their fathers oof they were born to strangers. Shit, eh? It's kinda like Jesus. We were raised by VR troopers, wishbones, and power rangers. And I'm like, I was raised by wishbone and power rangers.
1: Which I wanted to make a comment on that. Um it's really interesting uh it just to continue on right so wishbone and power rangers yeah we confronted the danger we never did fear the outcome cap guns turned into revolvers never leave home without one so for me i kind of look at it and i've been saying this i've been thinking this actually for a long time but i was watching power rangers i enjoyed it but i also thought that nothing could stop me because that's just how much i believed in like being a power ranger
0: but this is a little bit different. This is meant to show the evolution of people coming from that environment. Right. And then when you are confronted the danger, sure, you're going to be like a power ranger, but in their lives, the danger is actual fucking guns.
1: No. Right. But what I'm saying is, is like, I was also, I know that I'm talking about myself cause I don't want to talk about anybody else, but I'm trying to convey this idea. Like in power rangers, there's guns, there's fighting, there's this, and it's okay for a power ranger to do that. And it's kind of like, the environment the kids watching this are kind of learning like it's okay to do this one is justified
0: but like i feel like what they're trying to point out is these are the same kids watching wishbone which is a powerful thing right right i watched wishbone and power rangers Mm. and he was in the hood and there were guns and i was not in the hood with guns that's what i took from that that real connection point it was such a clever line in my opinion for the broadness of it but you know so they always had the guns and then we was broke on a mission for those sold integrity for neck when chicken heads come approach Bitches just swallowed dick and sang on sunday but this ain't vocal we were suckers though we tried to make a wife out them house so it's just the misunderstanding of the judgment of character they were kind of distracted by the the let's say the, the more nefarious lady types and it's just a mess but they were dumb enough to fall in love with these people who basically used them etc but Yes, some of this may be universal, but what I really think is saying is, at the end of the day, that environment and possibly the music that was inspiring them bamboozled them, you know, by the bad bamboo-wearing bad bitches with the fat cheeks, you know? And then it just kind of made us wait on the same pussy that got wrapped through, like, a track meet. So it's like they got so stunned by these women and shit that they were willing to kind of, you know, be fools. Which uh-huh. is pretty normal and whatnot. But uh-huh. then you have Royce in the third verse, young people get on the gram and they gotta start talking all silly and shit, talk about running my city and shit. <laughs> He's really salty about that. I don't know if he's talking about Yellow Ball for other people, but all of this old gun hostility shit, artillery shit, all this menacing killing me shit, reminiscing about prison ain't really the shit.
1: But that's not even... I don't even think so, that's directed to anybody. I think that's just general observation of what is happening on social media. Like, I just hear that everywhere. I've seen a lot of are the younger rappers, but not even talk about them. I've seen just a lot of people just do that. But
0: And I think it's almost like to the point where he again is reinforcing he comes from a real version of Of what this fake idea is coming out exactly and so they come through with their stories here and then to tie it all back into the core concept you have that third verse where he kind of shows man these people don't really get it right and that's kind of what i took from it so i really like the level of depth he's still bringing on this project overall i think this song was uh was pretty good it's a smooth fucking jam according to my notes and i give it a 4.5 on 5 I gave the song a 4.3 I did enjoy it I thought it was really solid For what it what it was Alright I think we should move on then To a, another little skit thing Cause the generation is broken I'm left with a very underwhelming This is fine But I guess it does it's job To move the album along Literally it's I'll fuck your bitch up Let's go Look at Americans Entertainment Hurrah The generation is broken And we just choose to rise Been through all this pain just, And it cuts off And goes to the next song and I think it does, again, double down and reinforce the point of this album. I'll fuck your bitch up. Let's go. That's what constant entertainment sounds like. Look at this entertainment. Then the broken sounding, this generation is broken that we hear. And it really doubles down on the point of the album. It's like when you're changing the channels and you just catch a commercial for a second. And then you keep going on. But it annoyed me as much as when I stuck on a commercial. Like, it didn't give me this like deep sense of awesomeness. It was like... Okay, now that's talking about it in and of itself. When you are actually listening to this album and it's flowing through, it's so fucking short, it just blends in kind of seamlessly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it also is something that I would never like go out of my way to just hit play on. It would only ever be heard if I'm A to Zing this album um so yeah i gave it a four i could live or it's fine
1: i as well did uh, give it a
0: four on five but i do like
1: um the idea the the kind of like the vision behind it of switching through channels and having like that just constantly there on every channel it's either like violence it's either some type of vulgarity some type of something and just the way that they kind of go like look at the american entertainment, like again that commentary on what is being fed through the media through just the broadcast television it's just what as humans we are being told to watch now i say that in general because like look to be clear just because i live in canada doesn't mean i don't have any of the american shows or anything that like we watch as well so it's kind of the same hand at the same end of the day we all watch the same shit we all
0: can talk and have wow. the same conversation i'd say it's more true now america <clears throat> got better tv for a quick minute you had to be lucky enough to have like american acts actually- to American TV back in the day my back of the day your back in the day is more globalized fair I remember, I'm talking like I had like satellite I'm like seven years older than Chris so I remember when shit came out in Canada like after it came out in the States
1: no I remember that too but I'm asking like <laughs> no but I'm asking so I guess my question is like when I'm switching between like Cartoon like Cartoon Network is an American station
0: yeah, but you had to have access to it. I right, remember, okay, okay, like, so I understand, so I understand. Depending on your cable package, right, you might right, not right, get it. Right, 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 right. Whereas now, YouTube. Anyway. Right. It's cool. I gave it a four.
1: Um, yeah, no, I gave it a four as well. I did I did kind of enjoy it, and I do agree that it's not something you're just going to like click on. It's really, really short. It just blends into the whole project, uh, but on this album, it does... Um, i think that when you're like kind of i guess if you review the album or really you're focusing on it it does play a part in this whole grander uh picture of things
0: yeah it was 16 seconds this is we talked about it for a real long time i'm real happy to move on to something i have been so excited to talk about because the homeboy west side gun just makes it a banger let's talk about overcomer this song is real fun it's got the first part of west side gun it's got that like instrumental with like the ah, ah it's kind of inside of it it just kind of feels more powerful orchestral almost like it's got west side gun on it so we got griselda up in here and if you know me you know i'm all about that pro griselda attitude that we should all be uh, pushing this group of fine young gentlemen forward um i just like it man all we did was lined up all we did was lined up and that was just fun man he flosses in through and i like how i like his sense of timing like it just kind of like pauses for a second i think it's before he says put 10 on your head but like just your sense of timing where he just knows how to put the exact amount of space between his lines to get maximum impact and punching i mean lyrically He's doing his thing. He flosses real well, like fish scale pictures. Wish you well. Heard you got 30 up north. It's I mean he ain't need no scale. I think that's an interesting point because if you're up north, you don't need a scale anymore. You know, just pointing it out. You can't do your thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thing. I don't want to talk a lot about it from a conceptual point of view because it's West side gun. He spits some real gangster shit. I don't understand, but I, I think... love the way he spits it. It's for me. It's like 80% how he raps that. Like I could listen to him fucking say anything. So reviewing
1: the West side gun project, uh, Hitler wears armies seven, uh, reviewing the other project that West side gun is on. I support Griselda. I love Griselda. I, I, respect to everything they do and i apologize to everybody who uh <clears throat> may have gotten you know and killed me in the comments on that review a solo for west side gun i said some really stupid shit and i still apologize for it today with that though um you were fine west side west side does kind of just come in and do what the west side gun does and just kills the track that's what it does but i think that there is a reason for this so the song is called overcomer and west side gun for me i was like we're gonna get a lot of dope slang in a lot of like i fuck this and i do that and you know just just that type of griselda vibe and then when we get to the royce verse in the part two i feel like there's supposed to be a contrast between both of these artists again
0: like a bigger it's also fits the entire motif of the album exactly no no 100 raising above the perception so any what i like about griselda is yes they rap a lot about selling crack and shit but they're doing it from a perspective of we did this once upon a time
1: yes of course now
0: we move music like it's dope and we are the shit when it comes to this kind of music so they are overcomers in and of themselves. Like, Absolutely. Came home scrambling. All you heard was ambulance. Somebody got hit on the corner doing hands to hands. Twelve, 1212s up the minivan. It had the ceiling fan. Dashboard had the chandelier. Sold grounds for years. Bagging up. Taste the tears. So it's just considering more the street vibe of what Royce has been doing.
1: Of course. 100%. That's but what again, I that's from like, that
0: realistic shit, you know, where I'm from, drive-by is overrated. If you got five bodies, then you famous. I was just, oof, like it's like showing the grittiness against the more pop veneer of bullshit that other people are doing with their stuff. And then I just, I just, I love the way he repeats it. All oh, we did was lined up, and then for a while, and you're just like, this is good. This is fucking yep. fire. Yep. And then it flips into the second part, <coughs> where. um rice kind of has this more pensive kind of tone of voice. i feel like royce just took this time to like kind of tell everybody to back off not everybody There's definitely some people well he um,
1: does t- okay so, so we'll in get search into of right but-
0: like the breath of christ breaking every generational curse in life perverse concise make sure the verse is right return who adverse to the earth make sure my horse is white fair enough kind of looking for purity looking for the truth of shit and then and the contract jewish to match the grand that's foolish a karanda's buddhist rapping some Mike karen and the non-stack Moolis. i don't know it seems like you know he's being wise with it showing his versatility a a jewish contract to me sounds like you're shrewd with it and a grand that's foolish sounds like you're pushing it too hard and perhaps it's uh but it also could be the jews is ripping you off from the industry etc so i found that interesting and i like the way he makes me think um anyway if i didn't get it the album came out yesterday i haven't had enough time to think on it uh <clears throat> when he flows on through uh, sign on the dotted line with the passion of a blind tattooist fair so maybe he's commenting on just how people sign away whatever right and then and then he goes the thing go in Do reaction to slithers in. from lizard's mouth the yellow wolf this is your first in your last pass i ain't gonna put it on blast Really Royce you sort, of, you sort of ended up inadvertently putting it on blast I digress Your punk ass know what this is about And so do we all now because the story's out You think it's about being loud or trying to be hostile Till you get found face down on the ground inside of your rock house Though you a vulture pundit I hope you get sober from this men lie women lie, so do numbers now if you're watching this channel there's a good chance you follow hip-hop media therefore you know all about all of this shit because it was all the rage when this song came out here's what happened in case you don't know the story some dude from Royce's camp went down to yellow Wolf's camp and yellow Wolf's DJ he used the word a specific word a word where if I say a hard R you understand what the word is and he used that version of the word it's not nice at least from my understanding of the shit um dude went up to yellow wolf to complain and yellow wolf is like listen you want to be down around these parts you have to accept that people will say insert word with hard r and you're just gonna have to shut the fuck up and accept it and then when you watch him talk about it in interviews you can see how he's alluding to how people are too comfortable behind closed doors using this particular word i was like fucking yellow wolf what are you supposed to do to that right like you're like come on yellow wolf! like you did the rebel flag thing find a rebel flag is a convoluted subject I don't really know enough about the history of it to understand why it could be defended, but fine. He grew up, he wrote his, like, seven-minute open-word poem saying he understands he was wrong and shit. But to find out he's dropping N-bombs in 2020 or in 2019, it's just like...
1: 2020.
0: Well, I don't know when this occurred. <coughs> it could have been okay, last fair. year. Fair, fair, fair. I'm just saying it's disappointment. It's like... Mm, it, it adds some credence to the idea of being a vulture pundit, because if you're really about the culture... You probably would not use that word, understanding the history of everything that the culture represents um but then i like how he flows the energy never lies when you an overcomer and it never dies when you an overcomer so it just kind of shows that he's pure he's gonna overcome all the obstacles of life then it's kind of whatever i didn't find it was like the most enthralling part it's still extremely good um it's still commentary i guess on to get richer to pull, get more greedy you know just a little bit on the system how it plays out everything's still kind of fucked up He was, uh, labeled drug-related by the coppers. A government that went through the Republic has been subjugated by the mobsters. This is all real history shit. He's not even lying. Mm -hmm. Martin got shot on the Lorraine balcony, became alchemy. We spit out in the hospital when suffocated by the doctors. Michael was sniped at six at night precisely by a laser. Mac Miller died pleading for his life, reciting God's prayer. And then, you know, it's, it's pretty powerful commentating on just how the real ones seem to keep dying and shit. Um... And then he, I like how he ends it, at Prince, when he told Nas, own your masters or your ass out. Best rapper between Cardi and Made Destallion is Cash Doll. And yep. I kind of like that.
1: <clears throat> I liked how he was kind of like f- like flow of consciousness, answering certain questions, kind of like settling certain things in his own opinion. But I also think that me personally, I was, I was just like, why do I care? Like, I don't, I don't know why, like, why you would care about what? Like, Cash Doll and Cardi B. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was a <clears throat> clever line. Like, I, I don't know. I just felt like some, some of the things I was just like, eh.
0: No, I mean, like, I still think it, it's it's a commentary on how you're getting the money. Right. But also, she kind of looks like an in-between of the other two, so it's funny. But, like, mostly, it's like, it's like it's looking like everything else in the verse is different. So maybe it's also, given how heavy this verse was, let's end it on a funny note. Okay. and I respect that it's like a, putting in a little lighter mood you know it's like ah ha ha cash doll that was literally my reaction I thought it was clever um, I love this song I think it's a 5 I think it's it's wonderful I give the song a 4.5 I just kind of wish Yellow Wolf hadn't dropped hard R's. It makes it really hard because Yellow Wolf's my favorite, man. I fucking love his sound, but if he's going to be like that, it's complicated in this day and age where you're supposed to care about this kind of social politics, in my opinion, of a person. Meaning that if dudes rape little kids and stuff, we shouldn't bump their music. Or if Woody Allen's a fucking creep Don't watch Woody Allen shit Like it's just kind of I think we should Not separate the man from the artist As much as people like to promote that we do And I say that knowing Maybe one day people think I'm an asshole Fine But like I think that depends on the conversation we're having No I mean in all conversations Look at Yellow Wolf He used that word If he's comfortable promoting that In the defense of that word Right 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 then should I be supporting Yellow Wolf? (coughs) We're on different ends of the spectrum now. I don't think we should be fraternizing. Like, it's one thing to, like, have an open and honest conversation. But to me, it's kind of ignorance there. It's it's 2020. You just don't do that. It's unacceptable. So if he chooses to become better, apologize for it, da-da-da, move on, cool. But if he continues to be like that...
1: So, like, for example, and this is going to be so childish, but, like, block the, the Yellow Wolf gate, Right? That Bro- was... to, like protest his next album boom 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 moment like let's say a couple of years later moment he comes out and he's like i apologize i'm a better human being blah 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 it's like go back to those albums and
0: yeah okay it's not about his music it's about the character him. it's about yeah and the fact that my actions are to support the guy or to not support the guy and if he's choosing to represent political ideas that i find wrong then by supporting him, I give credence to his ideas. So if he promotes the use of that word, and I am against the use of white dudes using that word in any context then i enter hypocrite realms now am i well will i listen to yellow wolf again i don't know it's complicated he fucked me up with this shit, and i've been thinking about it for like three weeks but i've skipped every yellow wolf track that's come on shuffle since this happened because it's like fuck yellow wolf i can't not think about it when your music comes on now and if yellow wolf does turn out to be all super noble and i'm all into redemption it's just that quick you just got to acknowledge you did wrong and move on if he or nah i don't see another path forward it's just kind of what it is anyway you wanna you wanna move on we could talk about the miss grace interlude i don't think we need to completely rehab the conversation on um being honest with your kids, but I think this is great because the first one kind of showed, you know, maybe teach your son to be a bit of a hustler type shit. This one kind of follows shooting and goes, Yeah, your daughter also needs that, you know? Like, and I love how he kind of shows the strength of it by having her hold these different kinds of bullets and have her identify what the round is because that's a relevant and important detail in her existence.
1: I may be wrong, but I think this is an actual video that I've seen. Like, okay i may be wrong but i
0: think i think it's very powerful when you watch the video because she builds the gun so you should go get the video and and annotate it on genius and get yourself some iqs um anyway and then he goes miss grace you're doing a good job to our family and friends uh you're doing a good job to our family and friends what is that called nepotism so that's interesting too to point out such a fucking powerful cultural thing nepotism is literally when you hook up your family and friends and shit it's not about meritocracy it's when the wrong people get the job and when the rich people have the power and nepotistically control the system then nobody can rise up if you have a bunch of friends who don't do shit, are they an asset or a liability? Liability. And I'm like, that's the best thing ever. Because how many people do you know that just choose to be loyal to stupid fucking friends? Like, here's the thing. There's not a friend in my life that I would not cut out at this point if they turn into a liability and just end it. Just I don't even tell them it's over. I've just never talked to them again because that's where the world really it's kind of how I feel. People either add or they take away. Um, and then I like how he talking to the young lady points out the sex offender list and how many people are registered sex offenders and then tell her not to be a bitch and a hoe. And then who's Huey P. New- uh, Huey P. Newton, you know, what are the Black Panthers? And then who's coming to save you? Nobody. I have to save myself. And if I die today, what's your job? Pick up and live off. Pick, pick up where you left off and take care of my siblings. He's a like, good job. And it's like, damn, it's like training his daughter to be a general off the jump and I think that's powerful right because for one thing it shows it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl you're powerful and that it doesn't matter if you have a son or a daughter you have to be a fucking parent Um, I thought this was really strong I thought it was really cool and I gave it a 5
1: I gave it a 4.2 on five. Uh, I thought it was really cool. I thought it kind of matches the same energy. I thought I had to play this a little back a little bit because I thought it was also really scary again. But this is a little bit more scary. I think it's just because it's a daughter and I'm kind of just like looking at it if like I had my own daughter and having this conversation with her. Uh, But I agree. Like, I I agree. I think that being honest um, on how... Men kind of look at women, treat them, and will say and do certain things to them. I like how the father is taking the time with his little daughter at a young age to kind of engrave these, like, you matter, you are important, you are gorgeous, you are a queen. You know, like instill that courage and that bravery in her at a young age as well as the same thing he did with his son and i do agree it's like it doesn't matter boy or girl or nothing like all of our kids should just kids in general should just be instilled with this pure honesty and just this is kind of what you need to be with kind of what you need to know to kind of move forward so yeah
0: awesome What did you give it? 4.215. Fantastic. So we're going to cut this at the end of part one. Uh, There's a little bit more than half the album to go, but it seems like a good time to cut it. Thank you for watching so far, everyone. You guys are wonderful. And you ladies, if you happen to be here. But like it's like 99% dudes. Um, so we appreciate y'all. Feel free to subscribe to the channel for part two and more content. Like the video if you did. If you do happen to leave a comment, I'll make that effort to come through and talk to you in the comments. That's what's fair and cool. And uh, special thanks to the patrons. This is Milka, MC, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, EJ Black, Hurricanes, Linda Williams, Kony, Sparks and Scribble, they're dope. They support what we do. Helped us upgrade a little bit. We technically have a really shitty website now. So if you go to BehindThatSuit.com, you'll see nothing because I made a post and then I deleted it by mistake. And So I'm going to have to write up more shit. And like this episode that we're recording now is hopefully going to be like the first post on the website. So, yay, let us know what you think about that and what you want to see on the website. But anyway, patrons are dope. You get to tell us what albums they want to review. So, if you want to support this channel and help us get to that next level, like we have some big dreams that we want to bring to life, and y'all would be dope. um Anyway, we also make music. So, you can check that out over on this channel or on Spotify. Drop the album called The Alternative Grind. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. Anyway, let me know what you think of that. And we have to go get ready to record number two. So, in the meantime, I hope y'all have a stellar freaking day and live long and prosper, everyone.